It is a rainy Sunday morning, and I hope you're well. I am realizing right now that this is the 20th episode, and so, oh my goodness, I am sort of overwhelmed that (laughs) the pandemic has stretched this long. I think when I first started this, I kind of imagined I would keep doing this until June, but I am finding it really helpful to share in this way, and so I just wanted to thank you for taking some time out of your day to listen to me ramble about recovery and making. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about practice in all kinds of ways. I've been thinking a little bit about practice partly because I keep returning to projects that are really... Um, that I've knit before, which is not something that I've thought about in my knitting. I'm kind of, and I don't think it's talked a lot about in knitting. I know that there are some of us who, you know, we have categories, sock knitters, shawl knitters, and so there's certainly repetition and practice in those kind of genres of patterns, but I don't think we talk enough about repeating patterns, and I've been doing that a lot right now, and I'm not sure. I had been thinking about this as a kind of coping mechanism of the pandemic and of my particularly stressful situation in terms of recovery and just kind of like I don't have the bandwidth to do more complex things and I wanted to shift my thinking a little bit about that and to do so I've been thinking about the preamble to Al-Anon so before I begin I just want to say one thank you again for joining me here it really does help me to know I'm not alone in this the second piece I'm going to say is as always please take what you like and leave the rest. I am, of course, not an official member. Um, I am an official member of Al-Anon, but I'm not a representative of it, and I'm not speaking here on behalf of the group. I'm only sharing my own personal experience, and so I hope that um, you take whatever I say with a huge grain of salt and that you leave everything else um, at the door. So today I wanted to talk about practice, and last week I talked about having a singular purpose or singular focus. And I really loved how um, thinking about the class I took on making morals helped me get into that. And of course, I overprepared and it was in no way shape <laughs> required for me to purchase, I think, um, you know, to delve into a project. It really was an overview of an approach. And it sort of was kind of funny to me that even in my hobbies, I take a very um, rule-bound approach (laughs) to things. No surprise that I am an educator and that I really like assignments. (laughs) Um, But maybe I took it too far. Anyway, um, from the class, I really benefited on that. And I really saw what kind of variance was possible within a creative focus. Um, And it had me thinking about the preamble to Al-Anon, or the stated purpose of Al-Anon, which is, of course, Al-Anon has but one purpose, to help friends and families of alcoholics. The next sentence, though, is the one that I want to think about today. And it's, we do this by practicing the 12 steps. And by welcoming and giving comfort to family and friends of alcoholics and by giving understanding and encouragement to the alcoholic. But it's that first clause I really want to think through, of course, because it's it's hinged to the other ones that follow, um, that we do this by practicing the 12 steps. And I hadn't really thought about that before today. And I've been thinking about practicing a lot 
especially in terms of my making, because I've been thinking about repetition of patterns as a negative that, you know, I keep making the same few items. And some of them is that are that, you know, they are really perfectly suited for stash busting. And so it's connecting to one of my purposes and one of the goals in creating, which is to use what I have to, to use up what's available to me and to try not to consume so much, but to really enjoy the creative art of making and so I've been I think I talked about this using my stash yarns and my recycled yarns and yarns that I found at a creative reuse center that are really luckily for me really beautiful materials that I could source pretty pretty affordably and I wanted to spotlight them and I have a few go-to patterns that help me use them up um, and one of them is the bandana cow by Pearl Soho the other one is this textured shawl. I think it's by Orlane, O-R-L-A-N-E. I think if you put into Ravelry textured shawl recipe, uh, you'll find it. Um, I've been making the Naname socks um, and I've been making these mitts for my daughter. These um, I call them dragon scale mitts. They're um, a pattern that I sort of improvised from a sock pattern. I think it's from knitting vintage socks the sh the pattern the, the lace pattern is um the child first sock pattern but I make them I kind of just make little tubes as though I was knitting the ankle um, and they work really well as fingerless mitts and my daughter loves them because they allow her to pretend she's a dragon and they are in these you know fun colors that are using up the last bits of sock yarn that I have available to me and so I kind of just crank these out and I had been feeling like that was a negative thing that I wasn't able to challenge myself or to try new and more complex patterns and feeling like um, that there was something that was missing um, from my making but I'm realizing now in these two kind of concepts the singular focus and the variance that's built within it and then this concept of practicing the 12 steps are linked and that maybe that's also related to knitting, both in the sense that, you know, we talk about how meditative knitting is and so much of that is built into repetition. You just keep repeating, you know, miles and miles of garter stitch um, in my open air shawl or, um, you know, a, a, a complicated lace repeat as well, which the, the textured shawl recipe sort of bounces between stockinette and this um, easy to memorize and repeat lace pattern. And there's certainly, I'm, I'm not fussy or, you know, I've gotten more perfectionist in my knitting. I try and aim for a higher quality uh, product that's, you know, our outcome, I should say. But I'm also um, somebody who's knitting very much as for the process of it. And so sometimes my textured portion of the shawl pattern is a little off and it bugs me and I go back and fix it. Um, and sometimes I don't. So I'm hoping that that is something that um, is about practicing that skill of when to aim for something that's um, closer to a finished product that I'm happy with and when I can have self-compassion for myself and let myself just enjoy the process of knitting. And so for me, that's what I've been thinking about. And it's not unrelated to where I'm at in recovery. I think I shared with you all a few weeks ago that my husband checked himself into medical detox and he's in early sobriety. I think he's sober. I'm hoping he's sober. 
And I'm finding that I'm really having to practice my skills of recovery in this highly um, charged moment. I'm trying to take care of my kids. I'm trying to support that, that last part of the purpose of Al-Anon, to provide encouragement to the alcoholic. I'm trying to, to practice that. And I'm trying to practice it in a way that's not harmful, that's not about my old controlling behavior, that is about acceptance of who he is right now, and um, letting go of the disappointment of our marriage and the disappointment in my dreams for who we were going to be as a couple in order to love and accept him as he is right now. And at the same time, that also means protecting myself, making sure there are strong boundaries in place, making sure that my kids and I are safe, and that I'm also not indulging codependent habits, which is, you know, trying to monitor if he's drinking or not, you know, having a boundary to make sure that when he's interacting with us, we're always feeling safe. Um, But also knowing that I can't control as much as I would love to and have tried over the years to control his sobriety, that that's not my job and that there are other creative things I can be doing with that time and I can empower and and respect him enough to find his own path to recovery. And mostly I need to focus on my own. And I'm also thinking about this and practicing this skill with my kids as they are finding their own way into um, talking about this disease, a family disease and its impact on them. And recognizing that I can't control their outcomes either, and I can't control their relationship with their dad. I can, you know, do the, the work of mothering and making sure they're safe, and that they have a safe home, and that there's boundaries in place, and I can model that for them. But that their job is to, to practice those skills for themselves. And the purpose of practicing I don't know, it just feels differently this time. Like I said, we've been through rehab before, we've been through early sobriety before, and we've had that sort of pink cloud of hope, that really destructive um, pink cloud of hope. And I think of this as like the beauty of alpaca, which is so soft and so drapey, but of course can't always, doesn't always wear well over time. Um, And, you know, there's a place for that, uh, but you want to mix in some silk or some wool in order to give that sturdiness to the fabric Um, and that's sort of where I'm at right now too I want that hope I want that belief of change but I also want that sturdiness of purpose that sense of um, of skills that are that can help me with this in a changing landscape and terrain and practice is really how that happens you know I don't think I you know practice the 12 steps But I do. I practice them in my meetings. I practice what it means to safely share my experience. I'm practicing it here with you by talking about my goals and my hopes um, for my creative making and also for my family. But I'm also practicing anonymity and checking my ego and not trying to become too invested in the outcomes. Um, And I think the same thing with my making, that... It allows me to express myself, it allows me to stay in my lane, it allows me to pamper myself with things that I love. It also helps me practice decision making, which can be so hard for those of us who are in a world where it feels like you know a chaotic home where having your own opinion and having your own decision is just a source of pain 
Um, and I certainly have had that experience in the past, both in an alcoholic marriage and then also, I think, in my, in my primary childhood. And I'm also trying to practice that with my kids by allowing them to make decisions, you know, even small ones, and having them discover whether the decisions work for them or not, but that realizing there's no catastrophe from a bad decision. There's just knowledge and experience. And I practice that through Al-Anon and, again, through my knitting. So I'm going to end there. I am stealing moments um, from my parenting this morning. And I have lots of work to do. As I said, Sunday is a tough day. I feel the the pressures of the work week coming and the pressures of the semester coming. And it's a really scary time to be an educator, um, both economically and in terms of the pandemic. And so I am really trying hard to practice, 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 paying attention to what I can control and letting go of what I can't, right? What is that? There's a saying for that, right? The serenity prayer, the wisdom to know the difference. And I very much am hoping and meditating on that wisdom. So I hope you're well, um, and I hope uh, that you have beautiful materials around you and that you are making something that makes you very happy and that allows you to practice self-compassion and self-love. Take care. Bye.